everybody, and welcome to my podcast, Obsession with Serial Killers. America, are you okay? I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that every one of you listening to this podcast has either seen a movie, documentary, or TV show revolving around a famous serial killer. If you haven't, which is severely unlikely, then you still probably know of them, and I've heard several popular culture references to them. If you still can't think of anything, let me jog your memory. Ted Bundy, Charles Manson, The Zodiac Killer, and Richard Ramirez, The Night Stalker, are only four of the gruesome serial killers that dominate the darker aspects of American popular culture. These popular culture muses that are serial killers are an extremely interesting yet horrifying obsession that I am not afraid to admit that I indulge in. I can't help it. I am just like all of you. I am human. Now that we got that out of the way and we're being honest with each other, let's look at some examples. Hollywood heartthrob Zac Efron, who was every young girl's celebrity crush in the 2000s, mine included, I will always love you, Troy Bolton, recently played Ted Bundy in a film about his life. The Netflix film was called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, which is how the judge described Bundy's horrifying crimes, where he lured young women into his car, then raped, killed, and mutilated, or performed sexual acts in their dead bodies. Despite all this, way before Zac Efron was even a thought, popular culture and the American public were consumed and infatuated with Ted Bundy. Outside the courthouse, his fangirls gathered around, protesting, holding up posters saying he just didn't look like the type to kill somebody. They basically said that because he was an attractive white man, there was no way Ted Bundy could murder, rape, and mutilate women. Come on, girls. Even when Bundy was in jail, awaiting the electric chair, extremely and obviously guilty, he received mountains of letters and fan mail from women obsessing over him. He even got some marriage proposals. It was not just women who loved him, either. The media depicted him as the perfect American son. He was normal and well-spoken. Restaurants had Bundy burgers which is kind of a disgusting and morbid thing to think about eating, given that he bit one of his victim's nipples off. But besides the point, people everywhere could not shake this obsession with this misogynistic killer. We can look back on the past, like I am right now, and say, ugh, America, were you okay? Yet this question is not applicable or helpful, because we're still obsessing, talking, and even crushing on this man. Now, back to Zac Efron. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile came out in 2019, and all the young girls from the 2000s were grown up and were the key demographic to watch this film. Once again, me included. I watched it right when it came out. Nobody's perfect. After the release of the film, Netflix social media manager had to release a statement to women watching the film because the main punishment was how hot Ted Bundy was. She said in her statement, I would like to gently remind everyone here that there are thousands of hot men almost all of whom who are not convicted serial killers. Yikes. Thanks for the reminder. The fact that Netflix felt the need to release a statement, turning the focus of the documentary away from Bundy's looks and onto the horrifying, shockingly evil crimes he committed, just shows how utterly fascinated and drawn to these men society still is. This obsession is not a phenomenon of the past, and it definitely won't be ending anytime soon. Still, the glamorization of serial killers like Bundy who's estimated to have killed at least 30 girls and young women, is definitely not the best way to depict him in the media. The obsession behind Bundy, based on the fact that he was so normal and American, also raises another interesting point. What exactly is so normal about Ted Bundy? What did the American public, then and now, mean when they said he was so normal? Why were they shocked about his crimes? Some say that it was shocking because he was charming and intelligent, which is debatable since his charm 
simply consisted of him pretending he had a broken arm to get women to help him with something in his car. Other times he pretended to be a police officer, or he would even just sneak up on them from behind. A real charmer, if you ask me. Kidding. This is not so much charm as just deception and cowardice. The next adjective they used. Intelligent. Bundy failed at a law school and got mediocre scores on his LSAT. Other than his personality, what is so normal about him was his appearance. Still, why is everyone so shocked that a man who looked like him could do the things he did? Bundy was a white man with brown hair. So, was Bundy just famous for being white? The obsession with Bundy and the shock value he received was because people did not, and still do not, associate white men with crime. He had the privilege of a white man to lure women into thinking he was kind or safe. Further, he had the privilege of a white man in America to still receive the benefit of the doubt on whether they are guilty or not. He played into this racist and sexist American value that holds white men so high and mighty to paint himself as a tragic waste of potential. And it worked. Back then, the media believed it. The public believed it. And now, the same thoughts run through people's minds when they watch chiseled and attractive Zac Efron play a horrifying killer. One judge even said, Take care of yourself, young man. It's a tragedy for this court to see such a total waste of humanity. You'd have made a good lawyer. Big yikes on that one. Ted Bundy is, in a way, a manifestation and a manipulator of American ideologies that praise white men. We are indulging in this media that is just perpetuating these racist and sexist ideals, and we don't even know it. So, America, are you okay? Ted Bundy is only one example of this. So let's take a deeper look. Charles Manson. You know the name and you know his story. Cult leader, drugged up girls who ran away from home, made them do his killing for him, wanted to start a race race war between black and white Americans. Is this ringing a bell? Even if you do not know the full story of Manson's cult, I'm sure you know the murder of pregnant actress Sharon Tate that shocked the nation in the 1970s, which subsequently was the inspiration for Quentin Tarantino's ninth blockbuster film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Similar to Bundy's movie, this movie also came out in 2019, which is a really interesting coincidence. wonder what that's about. Anyway, Manson's cult inspired Tarantino to make a film revolving around two more Hollywood heartthrobs, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. The film is basically what would have happened if Pitt and DiCaprio's characters, an actor and a stunt double, who make a pretty hilarious comedic duo, if they stopped Manson's cult from murdering actress Sharon Tate. This Oscar-winning film is not the first, and most certainly not the last time, Charles Manson has controlled popular culture. Similar to Ted Bundy, he had a nerve in American culture and society by catering to underlying sexist and racist ideals. Manson was actually a sort of celebrity before his arrest, and hung out with the Beach Boys and other members of Hollywood royalty, Neil Young included. The hippie culture of the time was stimulated by drugs, and Manson used this as an excuse to basically brainwash the young girls into worshipping him and doing anything he told them to do. He was well-known and even a liked figure until the murder of beautiful blonde Sharon Tate flipped a switch in American society where everyone believed he went too far. He quickly turned from Rolling Stone, almost running a story claiming he was innocent, to a nation's worst nightmare. Let's follow the same analytical steps we used with Bundy's normalcy to the national nightmare that Manson embodied and deconstructed a little. There have been murders that have been more gruesome before and after Manson, yet he still manages to capture and torture the American psyche. 
Is it because he was so close in proximity to Hollywood royalty? Or was it because he had young girls do his killing for him? These young, innocent white girls who ran away from their middle-class homes were turned into sex and killing machines, and that scared the patriarchal racist roots of America. Manson's cult showed American society the extremes of what young white girls can do. Even, th- even though this is an extremely dark and violent gain of power, it nevertheless was still a gain of power. The fascination continued even after Manson was arrested, because the girls were still so committed and vulnerable to this corrupting influence. They even shaved their heads and sat outside the courthouse for hours, with a cross carved into their foreheads. The Manson girls showed the American public, in a world dominated by the white man, that Manson would actually be nothing without his girls. Guess that was too big of a pill to swallow, huh? This overnight transformation is extremely fascinating and a little suspicious in my opinion. Manson himself claimed that he was a mirror of the American public, which caused mass panic and hysteria because the public did not want to admit their own sexist or racist values. Seems just a little defensive, don't you think? Instead of the public and the media really diving deep into why Manson did the things he did, not even that actually, instead of the public diving deep into why Manson was so famous, why he was one of them, they wrote him off as a monster. Do you see the pattern? I do at least. Manson and Bundy alike are kept alive by popular culture and the endless amounts of documentaries that flood our TV screens. Yet, we trivialize these men by either making a comedic, critically claimed Tarantino film, or by slapping Zac Efron's face on the persona of a serial killer. I can't be the only one who sees this, right? Now, I'm not trying to say that all true crime or fascination with serial killers is bad. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying there's so much more to this obsession that is actually fascinating and can say a lot about American society and popular culture. Once we acknowledge and understand these underlying roots that motivate these obsessions, we can start to deconstruct the myths surrounding them and deglamorize them. Instead of thinking Ted Bundy is hot or that Charles Manson was a legend and a master cultural manipulator, we can see them as ordinary male misogynists who preyed on the underlying ideologies of American society. This can help us change these ideologies and values, and also approach serial killers in an extremely different way. All we need to do is just probe a bit more and really ask more questions about the media we consume and why we like it so much. As Dr. Bazayo said in class, entertainment is never just entertainment. This holds for even serial killers because they are indeed a form of entertainment and always have been in American culture. Once we give more weight to the media we consume and really think about how we portray men like Ted Bundy and Charles Manson, the attention can shift into something more productive and meaningful. We can shift the focus to the families and the victims' lives they have ruined. We can shift the focus to why these killers came to be, so we can prevent another surge of serial killers from happening. We can deconstruct the sexist and racist ideals of American society that are so prevalent and deep that they even come out in serial killers. Maybe, one day, if everyone takes this perspective, the documentaries we'll be seeing will not have to be coupled with a disclaimer about Ted Bundy's attractiveness. Maybe they'll be about the lives he ruined and the damage he did. As for Manson, maybe society will start to deconstruct why women killing scared society so much. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, because these men are not going anywhere. So the last question I want to leave all of you. America, are you okay and will you be okay?